At ASDefense.com, we were already selling the best knife brands in the world when law enforcement approached us about making them a knife. And so, the ASD Centurion was born. Centurion is made of tough D2 tool steel, has a full plane edge, and fully serrated spine. It's like having two knives in one. Centurion also has a gut hook, skull crusher, and storage inside the handle. Get your ASD Centurion today at ASDefense.com. That's ASDefense.com. Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. You can also send me a text message. At 45364, please put MNC at the beginning of that message so I know you're talking to me. I want to thank our sponsor, Second Amendment Arms and Range, located in New Carlisle. Ten dedicated shooting lanes, rifle and pistol indoors with rentals, and you get half off by mentioning me. Go to secondamendmentarms.net for more information. All right. Well, I wake up yesterday, as most of you did, and I was planning on just having some bacon and some eggs. What I wasn't planning on was having to get down a bottle of Johnny Walker Double Black early in the morning and toast the death of a scumbag. But that's exactly what I did. And as my family looked at me in in some weird confusion, wondering why it was that I was consuming scotch early in the morning, I had to tell them the good news that Baghdadi was dead. Now, I saw the, the stories the previous night, and there's rumors, but you have to understand Baghdadi's been killed a couple of times. And so I waited, and I woke up, had the confirmation, had the president's speech, and was, like all real Americans, elated. And for those who were not elated and were running around and were just simply using this as a way to criticize the president, I have to question their nationalism, be perfectly honest with you. Um, When bin Laden died, I don't remember many people. There were a couple, because there's some anti-American folks that are in the anti-war movement, But I don't really remember people on the right stopping and going, well, this is bad that this happened and now things are going to get worse. I don't remember that. What I do remember is I remember everybody celebrating and I remember everybody being really, really happy. Again, save for a couple of quacks in the anti-war movement. But other than that, I, I don't remember a bunch of people. Now, eventually what ended up happening is there was a lot of people who felt that Obama was taking too much credit for what happened. And was kind of trying to dunk on his political rivals and things like that with the the killing of bin Laden. And so what people had to do was remind him that there was a previous president who had six years of work in there in the intelligence community and the military and everything else that they played a pretty darn significant role too. Okay, that's all it was. Uh, people have tried to twist that. I've seen some revisionist history on social media here over the weekend, but Uh, What I have seen is I have seen a massive concerted effort of people who are upset that this happened. And I want you to just pause for a minute and I want you to think about that. They're upset that the leader of ISIS is dead. Now, why are they upset? Because they like the guy or they root for ISIS? No, not necessarily. They're upset that they didn't do it and that he gets to take credit for this happening under his watch, just as Obama took credit for bin Laden dying under his watch. That's the problem. 
for crying out loud, Jamie Lee Curtis, the, the stupid actress, and I know she's just an actress, the actress criticized the president for the way that he announced Baghdadi died, which I thought was amazing. And I'm going to play that for you here in just a minute, but... Well, he's he's still a human being. I'm paraphrasing. He's still a human being, and all human life is valuable. No! Baghdadi's life was not valuable. The poop I stepped in yesterday while cleaning the neighbor's dog mess off of my front lawn was more important than Baghdadi. It had more intrinsic value than Baghdadi did. And not for politics... Now, for any other reason, and I'm going to sit here and I am going to criticize anybody who celebrated the death of probably the biggest scum in the modern era. And I'm including a lot of scum in there. I mean, you've got the Saddam Husseins, you've got the Muammar Gaddafis, you've got a whole bunch of scum out there that could easily be matched up against, against Baghdadi. But when you start looking at the body count and the way that those people were killed and the targets... Children, women in particular. I don't know of anybody in the modern era who matches up, folks. And I'm talking the post-World War II era. I really don't know. Think about the sheer loss of life that ISIS is responsible for. The torture of individuals that they are responsible for. If you start looking at that, and I was kind of explaining this to, to some people over the weekend and like, yeah, it's a big deal, you know, but it's not Bin Laden. Right. It's, I get emotionally Bin Laden was a bigger get for Americans, but when you talk about global impact and loss of life and torment upon innocent people, Bin Laden could not hold a candle to Baghdadi. When you look at the actual history of these organizations, Baghdadi was far worse on the human experience than bin Laden was. But for Americans, obviously, bin Laden's going to be a big deal because of what he did to us. This is a huge get. And real Americans should be sitting there and going, wow, that's awesome. This is amazing. I'm glad that we did this. And then you can break down your analysis on what that could mean for the future. Will ISIS now struggle to even exist because right now they're struggling to exist but the one thing that people were saying was that Baghdadi's still out there and we saw him do it once before he could do it again well now he's not out there anymore and what we did right after we killed him is we killed we killed him and one of his top lieutenants at his compound and then we killed one of his other top lieutenants who was considered in line for succession so this was a massive successful operation, well, multiple operations over the weekend. And I want to just play for you the way that the president handled it. Now, you may not like the way that he delivered the news, okay? I did. I actually enjoyed the way that Obama delivered the news. He just walked out quietly and said, Bin Laden's dead, turned around, walked away. I'm okay with that. I thought that was good showmanship. But I, there is just, and I wrote this on Facebook, there's something poetic about coming out and using all of these Muslim tropes for jihadists and pointing out their own insult, using their own insult against them, that he died like a dog, which is what they say. 
He died like a dog, whimpering, crying, and screaming. I just love that. Because now you're tearing down the potential martyr. And so you just don't behave that way. Yes, you do with these people. You behave that way. Because there is a different culture that is at, at play here than what you are used to. Whereas our culture is typically respectful of the dead, even if we didn't particularly like them. Uh, for them, this is a chance at martyrdom. So you just destroy that image in their minds. And that's what, that's what needs to happen. So anyway, I want to play, play this for you. If you have a reaction to it, positive or negative, I would love to hear from you. But I want to play just a snippet. The whole thing was about 48 minutes. I only got two minutes here. I want you to listen to the president make the announcement that Baghdadi is dead. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation, while a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. And he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast. The tunnel had caved in on it, in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him. He was a sick and depraved man, and now he's gone. Baghdadi was vicious and violent, and he died in a vicious and violent way as a coward running and crying. This raid was impeccable. I called him a dog a couple of times. I loved it. There's, there's some overly sensitive types who didn't like it, and I think they didn't like it just because Trump gets this notch. And they're sitting here thinking, well, this is somewhat of, a, of an October surprise, even though we're a year out. But this is good news, and it should be celebrated by everybody. And I'm watching a bunch of people, for political reasons, say that it's not good news and rip it to pieces. It's so stupid. It is completely stupid. The world is a better place today, and people are angry about it. Your reaction to this and more coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, talking about the death of Baghdadi, the president's announcement, some criticisms of the announcement, and it just, it just, we're, we're so torn as a country right now that we can't allow anybody to have, it primarily comes from the left, it comes a little bit from the right as well, but, you know, if there's something that unites the country, people on the right will put their politics behind more readily than people on the left in order to celebrate it, and that's, that's what I'm seeing, unfortunately, over the past couple of days with this thing. 574-2595-953. Rob, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Yeah, I was listening to Rush earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, I got out of my truck for some reason, and I missed his explanation why Trump was calling the canines just dogs. And he said there was a reason for it, and I never, I missed it. The canines? Yeah. I went in first and one was hurt. Oh, they're being chased chased by the dogs. Well, I mean, there is a um, Muslim fighters really hate dogs. They really hate them. So that may have been a reason why I'm not I'm not really sure. I didn't hear the segment. Oh, OK. So. All right. Appreciate All right. it. Thank you Thank much. You. I can tell you that the the jihadists really do hate dogs. They they are deathly afraid of them. It's it's a whole thing. Uh, with them. That might have been the reason why. I don't know. Uh, Abby, welcome to the program. Yeah, Casey. I just wanted to comment on something that, you know, you pointed out. I'd always understood why it was important that the enemy knew the circumstances of his death. But when you pointed out something, I guess, should have been really obvious to me, that a lot of these folks die as martyrs. Mm-hmm. And to describe what that was like in reality, I really see the importance of that. And I just right now couldn't be prouder to be an American. Well, but and, I'm really proud of our troops. And here's the thing, you know, this give you some kind of of a perspective here. US uh-huh. troops, according to taskandpurpose.com, US troops, which is a military website, US troops demolished his compound after the uh-huh. the raid to prevent it from becoming a shrine. So they were very worried about Baghdadi's legacy as a martyr continuing to inspire. So they took out multiple top lieutenants who would have been in line of succession. So they took out his talent pool. They took him out and then they destroyed everything that he lived in to prevent people from using it as any kind of a shrine or anything. And then, of course, they belittled his death. He didn't die a hero. He died a coward. Epic. Yes. Yeah, yes. and that, I'm so glad you pointed that out. The imagery here is very important for people. And look, I, I get it because you know we revere people in death, even if we don't like them. But for them, it's very different. And for for most Americans, they can't wrap their head around that, and they just see it as mean. But you know, he let's be honest. I mean, you, nobody should be upset that this guy's dead. Nobody. But, all right. All right, Abby. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Right. Thank you. Take Casey. care. Uh, yeah, task, task and purpose says U.S. troops reportedly demolished uh, Baghdadi's compound to prevent it becoming a shrine. Uh, they did this in an airstrike after the uh, the raid was over. So, and by the way, um, when bin Laden was killed, one of the first things that I, I said when I was looking, I was like, wow, they, they let Delta go in and get him. And then it, and we ended up not being Delta. It ended up being the SEALs, which that's not their mission. Um, it's typically not what they do. We ended up finding out that they were the closest and time was of of serious consideration. So uh, Delta got Baghdadi. There was one, one of our canines who was injured minorly. They have recovered. They are back on duty today. According to the defense department, they've said that the, the canine has recovered. 
is back on duty and is working. And then they joked about not telling you the dog's name because they didn't want you to know uh, their identity. They're protecting the identity. They all joked about it. It was funny. It was, it was a whole thing. But only that was that was the canine that was in the tunnel chasing him. And only minor injuries survived is already reported for duty today. 574-2595-953. That is 2595-953. Uh, so we got this text message. I want to address this. Casey, the Dems are probably upset because Trump is touting this terrorist being killed and they're afraid that it's going to cause another terrorist attack. Nope. If that were the case, Democrats wouldn't have run around praising and celebrating every terrorist that that happened under Obama. That's not the concern. That has never been the concern. They are simply upset about this for politics. Otherwise, they would never even tell us that these people would, would die. But consistently, because under Obama's regime, the military killed a lot of them. And every single time it happened, it was big news. And it should have been big news. I'm not criticizing the Obama administration for that. They were doing their job exactly what they're supposed to do. And it was big news. And none of the Democrats were upset about that possibly inspiring more terrorists. They're only upset about it inspiring more terrorists when somebody dies uh, when a Republican is in power. That's the problem. They did the same thing under President Bush. They, they did that with, uh, with Saddam Hussein and everything else. They, they, they're doing it now. And it's ridiculous. Uh, I know Saddam didn't go under the bush, but you know what I mean. Just uh, some of the Hussein brothers did. It's going to inspire people. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, anyway, five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. More of your calls coming up. News Talk ninety five three, Michiana's News Channel. And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk ninety five three, Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Phone number five seven four twenty five ninety five ninety five three. That is two five nine five nine five three. Talking about Baghdadi getting done in by U.S. Special Forces. Uh, apparently, officially, it's Delta that was responsible for this. Um, and you know, it's it's. What's interesting about this is typically when Delta does a mission, you don't you don't know it's Delta. You don't know who does it. You just know it's special operations, and that's usually how you know it was Delta. Uh, if it's the Navy SEALs, they tell everybody it was the Navy SEALs. And it's always been one of those inter-discipline um, sort of rivalries between the units, but I've been seeing a lot more over the past couple of years that they want people to know that Delta has done things and uh, it, it's a part of making sure that the unit actually survives. And uh, whether or not that's real or not, folks, I, I don't know. But I don't know that you could have kept this secret anyway. But um, I do find it absolutely hysterical. And many of you saw me posting this, that the president did not notify Nancy Pelosi or Adam Schiff about the operation because he wanted to maintain its secrecy. That's hysterical and also a wise decision. Let's be perfectly honest. There's a lot of people been leaking a whole lot of things because they want the president to fail at some things. Whether or not they would have actually done that, I don't know. But I can't put anything past Adam Schiff at this point. 574-2595-953. Go to secondamendmentarms.net. Remember, mention me. Get 50% off your range time. And, of course, you get 10% off in the store as well. To the phone lines we go. Brenda, welcome to the program. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Casey. Yeah. Uh, I was very, very tickled the way that uh, President Trump uh, announced that, that we had finally gotten this 
terrible person. Anyway, and and the way that the way that he said it, his people will not worship him now. They'll look at him as a coward. And for him to be afraid of dogs, uh, they think dogs are uh, have been Jews that's been turned into dogs. That's why they're so afraid of them. And uh, like you, I I was really I I was very glad that we got this bad guy. But I was tickled pink the way that he shot down. Uh, Adam Shift and Pelosi. I thought that was just really I, I thought it was great. Yeah. And it was it, wise. That's just it. It was wise. He's clearly got political opponents that leak everything. They, they've thrown national security by the wayside to do it. And, and why and, not? And he wasn't quiet in saying that to tell them was dangerous to our men. Right. And, and we don't want to do that. And the other thing that tickled me was how the New York Times got shot down. Did you see the, they called it an obituary. An obituary over a man like this. He was a shy kid. All he wanted to do was hang out at the mosque. Mm. All this stuff, they were building him up. They put this out, printed it, and he had to retract it in two hours. Yep. I thought that was just great. The New York Times got shot down real good on that one. Yeah. All right. Well, Brenda, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You Thank take care. you. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, I, I didn't see if the New York Times did. I know the Washington Post did. That's probably what she was thinking of. So let me let me just tell you what happened here. Okay, the headline has changed already following an avalanche of criticism on social media, but this was Washington Post read on the death of public enemy number one as of 11.15 a.m. Eastern Time. Good Lord. Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. That was their headline. So naturally, people took to Twitter... And started writing all sorts of headlines for John Wayne Gacy and a bunch of other bad guys. Like John Wayne Gacy, children's party clown, dead at 52. Even weirder, reporter Yashar Ali noticed that the headline originally described Baghdadi as the, quote, terrorist-in-chief, which was perfectly apt. They softened it to downplay his terrorist activities and play up his scholarship for God knows what twisted reason. So their original headline, the Washington Post's original headline, okay? Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi, Islamic State's terrorist-in-chief, dies at 48. Obit by Joby Warwick. They changed that headline to Abu Bakir al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. What in the world were they thinking? I don't know, probably the same thing as the New York Times, who said that Mao uh, was, uh, they basically erased all of his atrocities. I, it, I, folks, I don't know, I don't know what, for everybody out there who thinks that I'm overplaying what I'm saying when I talk about the craziness of some of these people who just do not want America to win as long as Trump is at the helm. This is all the evidence I need to prove that I'm right and you're wrong. The Washington Post, who hates the president, changes this headline for some strange reason. Why? Why would you ever refer to Baghdadi as an austere religious scholar? Doesn't make any sense. Now they've been forced to change it again. It's, but their original headline was okay, actually. It wasn't bad. Anyway, more of your phone calls. I promise we'll get to your calls uh, in the next segment. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel.
And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. Had a co- have a couple of people have been waiting for a long time to get on about the Baghdadi situation. So I'm going to go right to the phone lines. If you have been one of those people on hold for a while, just just be patient. We have a couple of you that have been there for a while. We'll do our best to get you. Uh, Derek, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Casey? Doing well. What's up? I got two things to mention. Um, one is I seen the uh, press interview that the Pentagon did with the press and seen them ask them questions. Mm-hmm. And I was amazed at some of the stupid, well, not amazed, but I was a little surprised at some of the stupid questions they were asking, like what papers did they seize? What did they do? How the process was done? I'm going like, these are things that you don't <laughs> give out information about. And you're you're never, you're never going to get them to, yeah, you're never going to get them. Now, if Adam Schiff knew about it, he'd probably answer those questions. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and the thing they talking about is uh, Trey Gowdy. He was on, I guess, CNN, and they were asking questions about the whole thing. And he mentioned that uh, the president, since Congress gave the president all that full um, authority to do what he did, he yeah. didn't have to let them know nothing. No, he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to tell them. Plus, we're talking about uh, tier one operators, which the president doesn't have to notify Congress ahead of time anyway. Yeah. So it, it's. Oh. Yeah, this notion that Nancy Pelosi was required to be notified before this happened, no. No, absolutely not yeah, a requirement. That's a true outlier, yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't have to be notified. Yeah. Right. Now if you're using if if you're, you know, launching a new thing that will be prolonged and ongoing, um, you usually need to inform Congress. It's considered customary to inform Congress that you're launching a military strike so they are aware of it. Uh, but the president's reasons, considering the leaks that have come out of Congress as of you know his entire administration, really not even as of late, uh, he's justified in his skepticism of their ability to keep secrets. Oh yeah, there was a special forces operation. They didn't have to go tell everybody it was special forces operation. Correct. Yeah, yeah. when he's dealing yeah. with Delta and the SEALs and Force Recon and others, I mean, he can do whatever he wants with them for a certain period of time for these operations, and Congress does not is not required to be notified. Well, it's, I think it's poetic justice that they're left in the dark behind closed doors, too. That <laughs> well, that's just it. They're pitching a fit about not being told what's happening behind closed doors while they're conducting this stupid fake impeachment thing behind closed doors and not revealing anything. So Yeah, the door swings both ways. Right. You can't pitch a fit about it. You've been doing it to him for a long time. So, Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, Derek, I appreciate well, your patience, you man. Thank, Thank you much. Take care. And then we have Darla. Welcome to the program. Hi, thanks, Casey, for taking my call. My pleasure. Uh, not to beat a dead terrorist, per se, mm. but I have another uh, possible comment on to why I believe President Trump emphasized the aspect of the dog. Okay. Um, because in Islam, a dog is considered uh, an unclean animal, just like a pig. Right. So they don't believe in having dogs as pets or anything like that. So just as they would refer to Christians or Jews as pigs or swine or dogs, mm-hmm. I believe that President Trump said that or emphasized it specifically on purpose, because it was kind of tantamount to saying that he was trampled by a pig while eating a bacon sandwich. Yeah, it was, it's that, a, and that's, because you know, I, I didn't quite understand what that one caller was saying about why Trump called the the canines dogs. I missed that, so I don't know what that's about. But the insult of calling uh, calling a, a jihadist terrorist a dog is exactly what you said. I mean, it's a <laughs> yes. huge insult, which is why they call us dogs, and we're like, okay, whatever, dogs are cool. Totally. But for them, it's yeah, a very big deal. Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you're absolutely right. Darla, thank you so much for your patience. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. mm-hmm. thank you take you. care. Bye-bye. 574-25-95-953. Ted, welcome to the program. I'm sorry for disturbing you again, sir. Yeah, what's up, Ted? Yeah, 
Uh, I got a phone call on the other line. Somebody is telling me something. Okay. Uh, I could not understand why uh, why president retreat from over there. What happened? He retreated. He went east and south. Uh-huh. And that uh, who was who was fixing this military stuff? He was was a genius person. Then opened land over there. For the ISIS, so they what they did, they regroup, they reorganize, and they didn't worry about the uh, Turks, neither about the Russian. You, you know, and this and and Ted, because I got to let you go because I want to make sure I get somebody else on. But this is a very interesting theory that I've seen floated around. Thank you for the call. Um, so there's there's a theory, okay, and while it has legs, I would have to analyze the the whole thing more. Uh, the idea is we're leaving this area, and that would give ISIS a false sense of security, and maybe they'd be a little bit more lax because U.S. forces are not around anymore. And then all of a sudden, you start making some mistakes, and you get caught. Um, now, that may or may not be an actual factor in this operation, but I've seen that theory floating around. Again, I'd have to analyze it a little bit more. My assumption is this has been ongoing a lot longer than that, uh, but still, it's something interesting to look at. Dave, welcome to the program. Hi, Casey. Hi. So uh, I'm calling because you had a texture earlier that was concerned about Trump bragging about this death was going to lead to other terrorist attacks. Oh, uh, they said that that might be why Democrats are crit- critical um, of it. Yeah. So uh, that's weird because I'm like 90 percent sure I could be wrong, but wasn't there a campaign slogan "GM's alive and Osama bin Laden is dead"? Yep. I mean, they were printing signs of it. Well, and, and that was just it. The Democrats slam dunked every terrorist they killed, including oh bin Laden. God. So, you know, know all I of know a sudden to pivot. Thing. Yeah. I know time's a thing, and I just wanted to say real quick, Jamie Lee Curtis, she's very concerned with human life. Could she uh, go ahead and give a statement on abortion? Uh, no, I don't I don't believe she has. Oh, okay. But, right. you know, she, one of her statements was really interesting was that, um, you know, what the president doesn't understand, because he never served, was that uh, all life overseas is valuable, military work is tough. I'm paraphrasing, and I'm just sitting here like, Neither did you. <laughs> like neither did you. What? Do you, who are you to say that about the president? But anyway, yeah, uh, it, it is what it is, man. They're they're in la la land for a reason. All right, Dave, appreciate it. Take care. Right. And I'm going to post an interesting Time Magazine article on how this all came together in the Daily Show prep today, so you can read it. It's really good. I would encourage you to do so, and we'll probably bring it up in the five o'clock hour as well.